Welcome to Embedded Edge with Knitting, a podcast that brings to life the stories behind today's embedded systems, technologies, and products. It's the show where you'll hear from both engineers and executives on some of the most topical news and most pressing challenges in the world of embedded system design. Here's your host, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com, Nitin Dahad. Hello. Welcome to this edition of Embedded Edge with Nitin. In this episode, we talk to various people on the subject of chiplets, 3D stacking, heterogeneous integration, and multi-die systems design. It's quite timely since we just saw the first chiplet summit take place in California in January. As the summit's general chair, Chuck Sobey, said... Chiplets can do much to increase chip scalability, modularity, and flexibility. But the idea only works if product developers can integrate them quickly and cheaply. Effective integration platforms require many tools. Vendors in all areas must provide a platform and support an ecosystem and open source efforts to fill the interface and software gaps. So very much on that topic... I managed to get a great chat with one of the most prominent people in this area, Subhasish Mitra, Professor of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science at Stanford University, and someone who's been working on next-generation compute immersed in memory architectures for a while. Having spent time in industry and now for over 15 years at Stanford, he really is considered a thought leader in this area. He and his students have published over 10 award-winning papers across Uh, several topic areas on technology, circuits, EDA, test, uh, verification, and and much more at major conferences, including the Design Automation Conference, International Solid State Circuits Conference, International Test Conference, and several others. So we managed to chat at the High Peak Conference in Toulouse in France, which is one of the key European conferences dedicated to the high-performance computing community where Mitra gave the opening keynote talk. In this podcast, I also get the perspectives from others involved in chiplet design and connectivity. In the second interview, you'll hear from Vinay Patwardhan, Product Management Group Director in the Digital Implementation and 3D IC Products Group at Cadence. Then we hear from Patrick Traheli, Co-Founder and Head of Business and Corporate Development at Elian. And the final discussion is with Shekhar Kapoor, a senior director at Synopsys focused on multi-die systems. So let's first go to my chat with Subhashish Mitra. I'm talking to Subhashish Mitra uh, from Stanford University at uh, the uh, High Peak 2023 conference in Toulouse in France. Subhashish, hello. Hi, Nitin. How are you doing? I'm good. Tell me, um, this is all a high-performance computing, new architectures conference. Uh, what are the, what are your thoughts on the industry? Where are, where are we, where are we going right and wrong? So one of the things, uh, one of the things, as you can see that that's happening and it pervades, you know, through the whole conference is the rise of accelerators, you know, and then, you know, this this abundant data applications such as AI and augmented reality, virtual reality, and so on and so forth. So that brings the real question that how do we get the next leap in you know, performance and energy efficiency benefits uh, or performance and energy efficiency in general for these you know, new generations of hardware. And this is where in my keynote, I kind of talked about this two-dimensional space of on one of the axes, you can think of ultra-dense 3D integration of you know, heterogeneous technologies on a chip. And on the other axis is taking these ultra-dense 3D chiplets and putting them together 
to create this what I call this illusion of this dream chip with all compute and all memory on a single chip quickly accessible at a very low energy. And I think this combination is very powerful to be able to achieve 100 to 1000x energy efficiency you know, of future computing systems. That's quite a bold claim. How do you do that? I mean, uh, in your um, presentation, you talk about you know, how this architecture is built up you know, and it's based on computing memory, isn't it? Yeah, so we call it computation immersed in memory. And the reason for that is the following, that if you look at these abundant data workloads, first of all, they have this notion of so-called the memory wall, which means that you spend an enormous amount of time and energy trying to shuttle data back and forth between the compute chip and the memory chip. And it only gets worse because we are, depending on who you talk to, we are only at a, at a five nanometer or three nanometer technology node, and we are only going to go that much farther, so, you know, which is, I call the miniaturization wall. And the question really is, how do you overcome the deadly combination of this memory wall and the miniaturization wall? And that's where this notion of ultra-dense 3D, where you, you know, pick, you know, various logic and memory technologies and, you know, build them on top of each other, but also make sure that there is a very dense vertical connectivity between these various layers, that's critical. So that's a dense 3D. But then, you know, even if you put a lot of memory and compute on a single chip using this ultra-dense 3D, guess what? People are only going to build applications that will require even more, you know, memory and compute. So how do you deal with that? Because you cannot just say, oh, you know, I'll stick in another off-chip memory with that, because then all your benefits would be gone. And that's where this notion of illusion scale up using this multiple 3D chiplets so that you orchestrate computation on uh, this multiple 3D chiplets in such a way that you get your energy and throughput very close to the dream chip is going to be cru crucial. And that's how we do things. I think one of the points to note here, and uh, I think you emphasized, is it's not about a particular technology. You're, pr you're creating a fundamental uh, design uh, principle. That's, you know, thank you very much. And I, I'm thankful that you caught that from my presentation because that's exactly the message that I want to give. Sometimes I, I joke that, you know, depending on if you have a lot of technologists in a room and you ask them, you know, which technology you use, the only answer anybody agrees to is my technology, right? But that's not the point. The point is we want to create principles system design principles, architectural principles that can be applicable to many technologies. So this notion of next 3D mosaic that I'm talking about, the next 3D chips, for example, they could be applicable for many logic and memory technologies. If you love carbon nanotubes, if you love 2D semiconductors for logic, you know, we are your friends. If you like resistive RAM or magnetic RAM or ferroelectrics or, you know, 2D, 3D GAN cells, we are your friends. So that's the exciting part that there are lots of technologies that can potentially enable this ultra-dense 3D. And likewise, you know, when we have these 3D chiplets to create this illusion, it's the same story, you know, like how do you connect the various 3D chiplets? You can think of a lot of exciting interconnect technologies that are already existing, you know, in, on interposers and so on. Or maybe in the future, you know, you know, alternative ways of connecting uh, these various 3D chiplets, you know, sometimes even maybe photonics and things like that. So there are lots of opportunities with many different technologies, and that's clearly a message I want to give. Excellent. You talked about um, your cost uh, uh, you, by doing this 3D. Uh, uh, people have this notion that um, uh, the cost per transistor goes down, but actually th th that's a misnomer, isn't it? So, like, and what I said in my presentation is that, of course, manufacturing cost is very important, right? You know, yield 
You know, absolutely, it's very important. You know, I pointed to, you know, uh, Kilby's uh, Nobel lecture and, you know, Kilby talks about this. People that didn't like this notion of integrated circuits, they said the yields would always be low to be very profitable, right? So nobody is arguing that manufacturing cost is not important. So it's very important. Uh, and not only just manufacturing cost, but, you know, fabrication times, which also, you know, uh, connects to cost and so on. But there is a really important aspect, I think, in this 21st century, which I would call the system cost. Because it's not like we are building just one microprocessor and we are selling millions of them per week, you know, and so on, right? So we are building custom hardware accelerators, for example. What is the design verification cost of doing that? What is the design cost? And we know this, that the design cost is dominated by design verification costs. So how are we going to deal with design bugs? How are we going to find all the side channel security attacks? Because so that we don't want to get surprised after these chips are deployed. And finally, there is a major challenge that's going on in the industry with you know, manufacturing defects and reliability. And how are we going to overcome those challenges? And I think these, you know, these aspects become extremely important. So it's not just about the manufacturing cost. That's what I call the overall system cost. And um, finally, I think you were talking about co-design as a key, key uh, sort of um, plank of, of what we need to do to innovate. Tell me a little bit about that. Thank you very much. Yeah, so so I generally, when I give these talks, I talk about three things as the most important thing for this, you know, improving this computation, you know, uh, energy delay product by 100 to 1,000x, which is this notion of next 3D mosaic. The second is this illusion scale up, which is like how you orchestrate uh, computation on, you know, this multiple next 3D chiplets. And number three, thank you, you know, for mentioning that it's co-design, which is that how you innovate across multiple layers of the stack so that you can get large benefits. And when I say multiple layers of the stack, I also mean algorithms. We might have to rethink algorithms so that they work hand in hand, understanding the constraints of the underlying technology to give really large benefits. That's actually quite part of the message here of the High Peak Vision 2023 document, which is uh, breaking down those silos and so not necessarily considering those different stacks as different things and different workflows. Yep, you know, and that's why, you know, I didn't know much about High Peak, you know, before I got invited to do this keynote. And I, what I got really impressed about is kind of three things. One was the breadth of expertise. I had discussions with people at very low circuit levels, all the way to people up the food chain talking about applications and compilers. The second one is I think this is a truly exciting time, you know, for young researchers because, you know, there are so many opportunities because existing ways of doing things are running out of steam. And I can see a lot of young students, you know, that I have interacted with. And the third thing that I found quite exciting about Hypic is, you know, there were industry folks as well, so it's not just an academic conference. These were the three highlights. What do you think, Nitin? You know? I, I certainly think uh, this is evolving. When I first came to the, one, this conference, it was all about embedded architectures, but now it's moving up into sort of computing uh, uh, and design. And I think that's quite important. I, I, I think uh, it reflects uh, a lot of the European high-performance computing research um, community, but also, uh, although it's... Uh, labeled as that. Uh, there, there are a lot of other people there. I've met a few companies already told me uh, who are doing things which are you know, real-world applications. 
Yeah, you know, and what was truly exciting, probably this is the last thing that, that I wanted to mention, is, you know, um, you know, thanks to our DARPA 3DSOC program, we established carbon nanotube transistors, resistive RAM, and their monolithic 3D integration with silicon CMOS at the Skywater Technology Foundry in the U.S. You know, it's, a, it's a commercial silicon foundry. I ran into people that actually have taped out on some of the technologies we created, you know, from Europe, you know, that was wonderful. They walked up to me and said, oh, you know, like, we are using your technology. That's like, absolutely, I was totally thrilled. Uh, that's true serendipity. And uh, uh, I'm going to touch, like, I know I said finally, but just one you know, on a personal level, where, what do you see as the big things for you this year in 2023 for Suashish Mitra at Stanford? Because, you know, you've been in industry, you've been uh, a re research, a professor. Uh, what, what's, what's there for you this year? Okay, you know, like now, boy, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for that question, yeah. but uh, let me tell you three things that, and, and I truly mean it. So I actually have three projects that are going on at Stanford. One is about how we ensure robustness of computing, and we actually have a new way of doing design verification that I'm totally thrilled about. You know, uh, it can give you an order of magnitude improvement in design verification productivity, you know, and I'm truly excited about it. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about it later this year. The second is in the domain of these nanosystems. We, have, we are actually measuring as we speak. Well, I'm not measuring. I'm in Europe enjoying uh, this conference. My postdocs and graduate students are measuring. We have some incredible results from all this integration that I'm talking about. Another exciting thing. And my third project is actually, you know, in a tongue-in-cheek way, I say programming the human brain. And there, we have some cool stuff as well that I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing about these, uh, those uh, this year and, and in coming years. Uh, Subhashish, thank you. Thank you very much, Nitin. Now we hear from Vinay Patwadan at Cadence. Vinay, let's start with this. How advanced is the industry in enabling 3D integration? And what are the issues in adopting or deploying a chiplet approach in system development? So the way I look at it, 3D integration is certainly the next big thing, particularly 3D heterogeneous integration, which means a mix and match of different technology process nodes on the same package. Now, there are a couple of trends in the industry today that are driving the popularity of 3D integration. First uh, is the slowdown in Moore's law which we've all heard um, over the last couple of years because of the physical limits of the device size being reached. Currently, uh, some of the most advanced test chips are, are taping out in three nanometer and it is not clear how much further the technology node will scale down, particularly when you take the cost of implementation into the equation you often find some parts of the design are giving you the best benefit of the advanced nodes, but some other parts like the analog and IO circuitry uh, do not scale as well. So it's a very expensive proposition to move to the most advanced node for all designs. Secondly, there is a physical reticle size limit on what today's lithography machines can manufacture as a single die. And some of the designs that the hyperscaler companies are doing, like GPUs, AI processors, which have an array of repeated compute elements, are reaching very close to that reticle size uh, limit threshold. So the die has to be split into different tiers to be manufactured. And 3D integration of split dies is a, is a pretty good, elegant solution for that. 
Now, enabling this technology will take a lot of key industry players to be working together, coming up with new methodologies and techniques. EDA tools will certainly play a key part and need systematic innovation to comprehend and provide full integrated solutions that address the complexity of the whole third dimension. So far, um, our EDA tools always have worked on the X and Y dimensional problems. The introduction of now the Z dimension requires uh, the EDA algorithms to be updated to effectively utilize the additional floor space while maintaining the physical and electrical integrity of the whole system. Also, a lot of package and system level analysis will need to be comprehended now by the chip designers who are building these uh, 3D integrated chips. They're normally focused on individual design, uh, chip design closure, but now they have to be aware of the package and the system level effects as well. Now, Cadence being a leader in chip and package implementation has taken a big step with its announcement of Integrity 3D IC platform in late 2021 that brings together the chip and package worlds to address some of these 3D integration challenges. In addition to this, the foundries and OSATs will uh, will have their own test integration and production plans in place to take this to the next level of mass production. Now, uh, the second part of the question regarding the challenges and issues with adopting and deploying a chiplet-based uh, chiplet approach, I, I, I see them divided into let's say three categories. First, there is there are these ecosystem challenges where the chip ecosystem has to come together to define some multi-die connection standards. We see some standards emerging today like uh, BOW, the bunch of wires, UCIE, and some foundries are defining and opening up their own standards now. Eventually, there'll be one that widely adopted as it happened for low power UPF a few years ago. But till then, it'll be a struggle to figure out what's the most efficient one. Secondly, I think we are still far away from having having an open ecosystem of chiplets. There is a lot of customization needed for each type of chiplet-based design today. Until we enter a chiplets of the shelf kind of phase, the adoption will be slow. The chiplets will still still be customized towards certain applications and the benefits that come out of a chiplet-based approach may be a bit muted as compared to a full single monolithic design. Now, thirdly, and the most importantly, in chiplet-based designs, the on-chip and off-chip packaging worlds come together. So a system design co-optimization-based approach is needed for efficient uh, chiplet-based designs. Now, this involves design uh, defining some new methodologies for doing early system analysis, things like thermal analysis, signal integrity analysis, which normally happen in the package world, are now brought into the chip design process. This adds additional objectives and constraints for optimization algorithms, which can make the design cycles longer. So EDA tool developers and manufacturing foundries have to really work hard and work together closely on new co-design methodologies for system construction, analysis, and sign-off. So in summary, 3D integration and chiplet-based methodologies are new. They come with their own set of advantages, 
but also come with a set of adoption challenges. Now, the good news is that uh, leading computational software companies like Cadence, who already have an innovative technology for SOC and package design, have started collaborations with market-leading customers, leading foundries, and academic and industrial research institutes to come up with an effective solution to address all of these adoption challenges. The solution involves new creative algorithms, system optimization methodology, and of course, machine learning and AI, uh, but that's a topic for another day. Next, we go to Patrick Shoheli of Elian. His company presented and participated in a number of panels at the Chiplet Summit. He highlighted some of the key challenges and opportunities raised at the summit and of the proliferation of chiplet-based design. So Patrick, what are the challenges? Biggest challenge is seemingly first and foremost finding a cost-efficient path that also reduces complexity and emphasizes sustainability and efficiency in the data center. Advanced packaging techniques that are used today, commonly used today, uh, seek to address the die-to-die interconnect challenge, but they introduce significant overhead to most system and package designs. Testability, yield, cost, power management, manufacturability, just to name a few. We believe the ability to rely on standard organic substrates would reduce the complexity, reduce the cost, and promotes simultaneously sustainability. As you may know, we introduced uh, our die-to-die connectivity file last year and its ability to deliver a high performance, very low power and efficient interface on organic substrates that now seemingly is resonating with a lot of people. Our file technology deeply rooted in our founders' earlier invention, bunch of wires or bow, and its commonality with the recently introduced UCIE standard provides a very, very high eight terabyte per second of total bandwidth at less than half a picojoule per bit on standard organic substrates. Although the technology can also apply to advanced packaging alternatives such as Foveros or Coos, it offers a path to use less complex manufacturing methods and technologies. That's a compelling value proposition. One other key narrative in the chiplet story, standards. It's clear that chiplets and related packaging approaches are becoming extremely important in semiconductor design due to the explosion of larger and more complex AI workloads, now even more ubiquitous thanks to the explosion of generative AI technologies such as ChatGPT and others. By their nature, chiplets are heterogeneous architectures with elements coming from different sources and even on different technology nodes. This requires a standards-based approach to be able to mix and match and connect the pieces of the puzzle. And you need to consider connecting memory with billions of nodes and a substantially larger need for near memory storage of weights. HBMs offer a compelling path to higher performance subsystems. We need a universal approach, which is why Elian recently joined the UCIA consortium and JEDEC to further support and contribute to the standards-driven method for interconnect which will only serve to lower TCO, increase performance, and enable more sustainable system and package designs. Finally, we talked to Shaker Kapoor at Synopsys. I'm speaking with Shaker Kapoor, the Senior Director at Synopsys, and we're going to talk about multi-die systems. Shaker, hello. Hi, Nathan. 
So, Shaker, tell me a little bit about um, your work on multi-die and the benefits of the approach and and also, you know, how, how does this connect with what we more commonly hear about chiplets? Um, yeah, thank you, Nathan. Again, pleasure to be here. We're in an exciting new era, the Sysmore era in semiconductor industry. Multi-die systems are at the heart of it, transforming design and creating new opportunities. Um, and Synopsys is leading the industry in driving this new paradigm forward with strong investments and industry-wide engagements. I'm responsible for the multi-die initiative at Synopsys and I'm working closely with the customers, partners, and broader ecosystem uh, to advance our EDA, IP, and software solution to meet the what we see as a rapidly growing interest and demand. And there are good reasons for the demand. Um, you asked the question that, uh, what are the benefits of this approach? There are extensive benefits that we see for multi-die design. Of course, there's a growing gap that we all you know, heard about and is well documented with chip makers, unabated scaling demands, and the diminishing returns that from Moore's law. Multi-die systems offer a new approach. You can build advanced products and it really provides you an exponential scaling to meet this ever-growing innovation demands. And how does it do that? It enables more functionality, better performance, lower power, and at a cost-effective price. So as well as, you know, there's a unique opportunity that it provides to create this purpose-fit bespoke products through the mixing and matching of the different components, the chiplets, uh, which is really called the heterogeneous integration. I believe uh, uh, your last question was regarding um, that how does it connect with the chiplets world? It's actually very much connected to the chiplets. Uh, it's multi-line system and chiplets is, is kind of two sides of the same coin. Multi-die system is an all-encompassing term, and, and chiplets are the key sub-processing functions. So essentially, the move to multi-die system or chiplet-based design is, as I mentioned, because of the huge benefits related to lower cost, improved yield uh, of using the smaller dies, um, which are the optimal processes, reduce risk from reusing the proven dies, and also the huge opportunity of creating new product variants uh, for your portfolio management. Right, and we've seen some announcements already uh, in 2023 on um, uh, from OCP. But where, I mean, where is the industry on multi-die? And so we are seeing a significant traction in several markets where multi-die systems are fast becoming the preferred method to do design. Uh, many semi and system companies, uh, the big names such as Intel, AMD, Apple, and hyperscalers, are leading the way. Uh, there are, of course, um, others such as automotive OEMs. So while there's a strong momentum and interest, uh, indeed, uh, there are a few key things to consider as uh, architects and design teams are, are getting on this journey. First and foremost, it's really careful architectural exploration and planning upfront. When you're considering the disaggregation decision, what IP to use, what technology to target, what are the different pieces that you need to achieve the, the goals um, uh, that uh, you want to have, the spec that you have. So careful planning of that alongside all the key metrics such as thermal, mechanical, and electrical. And in that sense, preparing yourself for a comprehensive system analysis upfront is, is a key care about that should be planned for. And of course, you know, this is the entire system that we're talking about. So chip package core design and optimization is a, a is a significant um, uh, planning measure that should be put in place. Verification, you can never rule it out. 
a full stack, in this case, software and hardware verification to achieve the ultimate goal. Um, that's the key element as well. And last but not the least, one of the new things which are coming up is really around the reliability of the system. So having a full system testability for product quality and lifecycle reliability in place um, is, is a key element. So essentially, full cycle careful planning upfront is important, but it's quite achievable. And um, we've worked with many leading chip makers who are already rolling out products like that. Um, and we've gained a lot of experience. And um, this is one of the key things Synopsys is focusing on, providing a holistic solution all the way from IP to um, system architecture and, and final manufacturing. So is that in your tool flow? I mean, have you got something that customers are already using or is this something you're working on still? Absolutely. So we've been uh, uh, addressing this, you know, design is, is, uh, is in our blood. Uh, so EDA tools, of course, you know, uh, we have been providing from 2D to 2.5D to this to the whole vertically stacked 3D now. And what we are offering is actually the complete platform. Simply put, you know, there's a need for, a big need for having a holistic solution where you can go from architecture, design, designing a complete architecture, uh, optimal architecture mm. through the validation and then implementing and then finally kind of going to the manufacturing and being sure that, you know, uh, you will have the reliability uh, addressed. So what we are providing in the solution, which helps you go through the entire journey in a very seamless way. But what about, yeah, with the wider ecosystem? Uh, is there some work going on in things like standardization or um, I mean, how are you working with the ecosystem uh, in a broader sense? Synopsis are deeply engaged in catalyzing the whole ecosystem and multi-dia readiness and adoption. We're working very closely with partners across the ecosystem to drive this. It includes a development of some critical pathways to enable this adoption. Um, a, partnerships to integrate the best-in-class technologies, synopsis, as well as third parties, promoting interoperability standards, and also investing in industry research and development to really nurture and incubate the technologies, which will ultimately feed to and then um, help further grow uh, this um, very promising area. So overall, uh, ecosystem partnerships are top, top priority for us. I suppose um, when you talk to customers, um, do they have uh, typical concerns? I mean, is it is it around you know, what it, whether it's standards, tools, or complexity? What are, what are the customers' biggest concerns? What are, what are the common themes you're seeing? Multi-die system design presents all the same challenges of monolithic chip design and some new ones. Automation and productivity are the primary concerns that we typically hear from the designers and the architects given, of course, the increased complexity of the systems uh, that they're trying to build. And primarily, it's the ability to move seamlessly from 2D die-level design to 3D multi-die system design, leveraging all the existing infrastructures and investments, which is one of the major care about that they have, that there's a lot has been invested into putting together the flows and the methodologies in the 2D monolithic world. So how can they just adapt that without having to retool everything and use it for the multi-die design. So that's that automation and productivity part around it is very important. Um, and very much related to that is that, you know, the IP part of it. They have their own IP, but then also looking, the, the needs are expanding. So how can they have an access to a more comprehensive IP solution, which they can then integrate uh, very efficiently when they're building this system? 
third piece that we hear about is, which is again related to, you can achieve a lot with such systems, but then the bad comes its own challenge. So scalability aspect, essentially looking at this, you know, hundreds of millions or billion scale challenge. There are many, many chiplets that you can bring into the system. It could be tens to even hundreds, which means many, many more interconnections that you have to deal with, um, hundreds of millions of interconnections. So how do you really put it all together efficiently and make sure that it all works? So that level of scalability, you need to have a system which can handle this all um, and verify it all to make sure it all works. That's the concern which comes up. It's an added level of um, complexity compared to what uh, the current monolithic design they have to deal with. And of course, I think this is what I'm repeating myself, but as I mentioned, it's becoming hugely important, the whole reliability part of it, which is maintaining the health of the system as well as the, all the silicons inside it. So it's not really the lack of tooling per se, but it's the need for integrated solutions that it all works together in a very coherent way. That's the key care about that we're talking about. And again, as I mentioned, this is an area of significant investment for Synopsys um, with our whole architecture to implementation, verification, and manufacturing solution combined with a comprehensive IP portfolio. That's where we are providing the unique value and helping to address um, these concerns that we are um, constantly hearing from, uh, from the architects. So overall, there are inevitable challenges but we also see a lot of opportunity. There's a huge momentum in the industry and working together, collaborating to really elevate these concerns. Well, it's becoming more and more of a tall order for designers, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, Shaker, thank you very much. Thank you, Nitin. Well, that's all for this episode. That was Embedded Edge with Nitin, and I'm Nitin Dahad. <laughs>